0: The Masculine Journey starts here, now. We are so glad to be back with you fresh off our boot camp here last Saturday, last Thursday through Sunday. Sam, it was an amazing time. God came in so many different ways.
1: Oh, It's hard to even articulate. You know, there's so much joy coming from all different ages of people. It was really cool. We had like from 13 to, to 87. I think I got it right that time. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, you know, we had uh, just excitement on, on some many generations and especially the younger guys from the North Carolina Boys Academy. Those guys were awesome.
0: Yeah. And it was really neat. You know, we talk about the stages of the masculine journey and the fact that, you know, there's sages out there and people got to call that out and whatever. But it was interesting how the sages were reaching out to the young people to get their insight and the insight that the young people were looking for from the sages, it was just all naturally right
1: there. It was. You know, there was so much trust in that boot camp. You know, it, it started on Thursday night. We've never had a, a bonfire like we had that night where, you know, it's usually just, you know, for guys to get together and talk a little bit. But we had 32, I think, when I counted when I was down there, 32 people down there just really sharing deeply. And that started from the gate, you know, that first night, and it was just an amazing boot camp.
0: And Jim, you've been to boo of boot camps even more than I. And what what was your thoughts about it? All the boot camps
2: are very different, um, have been for me. And this one, as Sam put it, right out of the gate, there seemed to be a, a presence there and a level of... I mean, people didn't even have to get used to what we were doing. Everyone was cooperative. It was... <laughs> it was time for me to not do that anymore <laughs> yeah. um, I had another little accident here, but anyway the the boot camps I've been to have been well first one I went to was in Alaska, two of them in Colorado. Everyone has been different every time I've been to one. God has shown up in different ways,
0: yeah, and you know we've been doing the pillars of the masculine journey here for several weeks and the one that the boot camp always brings and highlights for us it seems like we saved the best for last but we didn't do it on purpose we kind of forgot (laughs) about this critical pillar Sam but
1: you
0: you can tell us what the other pillars are
1: I I believe I can I believe I can Uh, we started with faith hope love joy battle to fight adventure to live beauty to rescue um community sonship and there's one other that i oh uh, battle
0: plan you got it i, I was i plan. was holding it out I, I knew that and so tonight we have this new pillar so talking about you know building a, a foundation on jesus christ this particular pillar is really i think all of us in the room and sam and the beach uh but one of our favorites is hearing from God. Right, Tam?
1: Yeah, absolutely. You know, um, and I would take it, uh, yes, hearing from God, but communicating with God. Right? Having a conversational relationship with God, which is amazing.
0: Right, and you know, one of our all favorite talks that we do at boot camp is the new name, where people are sent out specifically to try to hear God's voice and it's a challenge for some they hear and some don't hear and there was a question from the floor to Sam (laughs) which said you know uh, you know how is it that I'm gonna hear this Am i only gonna hear it when I'm at boot camp is it possible I can hear it later and Sam your response that just had great wisdom to it and I I hope you'll share that well
1: I'm I'm hoping I'm tracking (laughs) you know I think it you know, for me, it, you know, it's any time. Obviously, God's everywhere all the time. But, you know, I'm more successful when I approach God without my own agenda. You know, I, I went to my first boot camp. I'd never really heard from God. This was in Colorado. I was raised in a philosophy that really wasn't talked about, that you could have that conversational relationship with God. And, you know, that first boot camp, God just was amazing and just kind of communicated. Just It seemed like everything I wanted to ask about, God was right there. I went to my second boot camp in Colorado and I took a list of things God and I were going to talk about. <laughs> 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 and it it worked about that well. You know, I went out and God was completely quiet all through boot camp until the very last session. And he kept prompting me at times in the middle of sessions, he would say, you know, like he wanted to talk about something and I would just be so, Well God, we got a quiet time coming up here in a few minutes, won't we just wait till then? And <laughs> You know, then i get out there, and there'd be crickets. And, you know, that last session, I finally gave in and, and said, okay, God, what do you want to talk about? And all he said was, I'm here. And it just brought me to tears, you know, that he was there the whole time, but it was not on my agenda. It's on what God's agenda was. And I think, Robbie, what I, I realized was, you know, I, I needed to quit going to him and saying, hey, let's talk about this as much as I had to go to him and say, God, what do you want to talk about? you know, what is it that you want to tell me or what do you want me to know and where do you want to go with this conversation
0: exactly in our first clip tonight <laughs> uh... bruce almighty had an agenda and he was he was wanting answers he was screaming for answers and of course god showed up for him but it was not the agenda that he necessarily was hoping for right let's take a listen Your guidance, Lord, please
3: send me a sign I need your help, Lord. Please,
0: reach into my life.
3: Uh, what the hell? Are you? Fine! The gloves are off, pal! Come on, let me see little rat. Smite me, almighty smiter! You're the one who should be fired! The only one around here not doing his job is you! Answer
2: me! You must be Bruce. I've been expecting you.
1: This is hilarious. So you're the boss, and the electrician in the janitor. Must be a killer Christmas party. (laughs) Don't get drunk though. One of you might need a ride home.
3: (laughs) (laughs) You always were funny, Bruce. That's like
1: your father. Wow, a whole drawer just for me.
3: Yeah. Mind if I take a look? Sure like This ought to be good.
2: <laughs> now this last entry was a little disturbing. The gloves are off, God. God has taken my bird and my bush. God is a mean kid with a magnifying glass. Smite me, O mighty smiter. Now, I'm not much for blaspheming, but that last one made me laugh. Are you spying on
0: me?
3: Who
2: are you? I'm the one. Creed of the heavens and the earth. Alpha and Omega.
3: Bruce, I'm God. Bingo, Yahtzee! Is that your final answer? Our service has God! Bing, 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 ding, bing, 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 bing. Well, it was nice to meet you, God. Thank you for the Grand Canyon, and good luck with the apocalypse. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so Bruce had his agenda, and he was clearly wanting to hear from God. he got <coughs> more than he bargained for, didn't he, Jim? We always do. But, you know, one of the questions I think we always look to there is, is it possible, Sam, that the book is a, is a, a book of examples, or is it a, a book of exceptions?
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, I think the, the Bible, if it was only a book of exceptions, you know, how hard would it be to apply that to me? Because it only applies to the people in the Bible. Right? God never states that anywhere. It's never in Scripture that says this is not for you. Right? I mean, this is for everybody, and it's examples of walking with God and, and adventures, walking with God through grief, all the kinds of things that we would need to do in life, as well as conversationally relating with God.
0: Yeah, and there's the Scripture in John 10 that you know was near and dear to all our hearts it says, amen, amen, I tell you, he who does not enter by the sheepfold, but by the door climbs in some other ways, a thief and a robber. But he who enters through the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him, the doorkeeper opens and the sheep hear his voice. The shepherd calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought them out on his own, he goes ahead of them and the sheep follow him because they know his voice. And Jim, that's that's a critical pillar for our life and our relationship to actually have, you know, a relationship with Jesus.
2: I've sort of got goosebumps just from you reading that. And uh, one of the heroes of the faith to me that I have that has really brought me to a closer relationship is Henry Blackaby. And I was at a seminar with him once, and I didn't hear from God, and I'd asked a question. I said, Well, you know, what do you do when you're not hearing from God? And I mean I got chill bumps, but he's got such a loving voice, he said, Oh my dear brother, if I were your pastor, I'd walk with you because and he quoted that scripture and said, You know, his sheep hear his voice, so you're gonna hear from him. And a few years later I was at another seminar with him and we my wife and I had and God Packed us up and sent us off to Alaska, which was a wonderful, godly experience. But if you are his, you will hear his voice. And if you're not, there's something broken in the relationship.
0: Yeah, and unfortunately, Sam, a lot of folks make agreements along those lines. And can you walk us, you know, we just got a few seconds to talk about how an agreement can get in the way of you hearing from God?
1: Well, yeah, a lot of that would depend on your agreement, but at the the core— when you make an agreement, you're making an agreement with the enemy. And it gives him access to your life. It lets him, you know, create static in your heart and static in your ears, where it makes it hard to hear, and can get you to believe that, you know, it's just not possible for you to hear. You know, depending on what that agreement is, but agreement by definition gives access to the enemy to your life.
0: Well, we're going to be back in just a second. With so much hearing, more hearing from God. <laughs>
2: William Wallace, you've come to fight as free men.
3: And free men you are. What will you do without freedom?
0: Find out from Jesus what you will do with that freedom. A four day adventure with God. It's a Masculine Journey Radio boot camp. Boot camp is designed to give men permission to be what God designed them to be passionate warriors for the kingdom. Coming in April the 12th through the 15th. Go to masculinejourneyradio.org to register while you're thinking about it. We are talking about the pillar of hearing from God today on the Pillars of the Masculine Journey that we've been doing for several weeks. And this one, uh, the pillar of hearing from God, we heard how, uh, you know, I never met any two people that heard from God exactly the same way. And so just like it is in real life, it kind of is in the movies, because we heard how Bruce Almighty heard from God, but Evan Almighty heard a little bit something different, and I, I think we can glean something from this conversation between Evan Almighty and God. So you're really him, aren't you?
3: You want more proof?
0: I haven't done the Pillar of salt
2: thing in a while. That's all right. I believe you. I just I don't understand why mm. you chose me. You want to change the world, son. So do I.
3: Wh- what? why an ark? I mean, that's like flood
0: territory. You wouldn't do that again. You wouldn't do that. Would you do that?
2: Let's just say that whatever I do, I do because I love you. Well, then you have to understand that this whole building and ark thing
0: is really not part of my plans here. I need to settle into my house. I need to make a good impression at work.
2: <laughs> what?
0: Your plans. <laughs>
2: What are you talking? We're talking about an arc, right? I mean, an arc? An arc is huge. I don't even know where I would begin. Well, I hear that a lot. People want to change the world, don't know how to begin. You want to know how to change the world, son? One act of random kindness at a time. Build the ark. I'll tell you what. You build it. I'll fill it. And if anybody asks, tell them. Flood's coming. Oh, and uh, you might need this.
3: Mm, okay. Okay. So what do I do? I grab the wood. And... Oh. Okay. You know that's just cruel. <laughs> do you see him? I don't see them. Building an ark the old-fashioned way. God is the creator of the heavens and the earth. He lives in all things and has over 6 billion, 700 million children.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the, I love that clip from that standpoint, or I know we all do, of y- your plans, Sam.
1: You know, because I, I love to make these plans. I know at some point God just sets up there and just laughs and says, uh-huh, your plan. Um, <laughs> which is funny, you know. It's just walking with him in the midst of it is the key.
0: But the interesting thing about those two clips, and and we talked about this a little bit before the show, Sam and, and Jim and I, is that when we've heard from God individually, we've never gotten these long sentences or or. This type of conversation, right, Jim? God's kind of a man of few words. He is, but they're always to the
2: point. And I just was thinking about the very first time, and that had a visual component. I saw what I presume was Jesus at the foot of my bed. And the entire conversation was, so you're Jim Graham. And being a proper cadet, I said, sir, yes, sir. And that was it. And none of them have been you know, long conversations like Bruce and Evan had, but that doesn't mean those are wrong. We each have individual encounters with the living God, and we will
0: have them. We will hear from him if we're listening. And Sam, is that your experience as well?
1: Yeah, I think um, the longest sentence God ever said to me, which we talked about before the show, was, well, that's the point, isn't it? <laughs> when we we're talking about grace, you know, uh I think God reaches out to each one of us in the way that we can best hear, you know, and I think you know, God is a creator of, you know, personality from the standpoint he created us to be who we are. And, you know, for me, he, he loves to use, use humor. I think it's because it just resonates with me so well, you know, and so part of that story was, you know, I was really hard on myself about something and was very frustrated and I heard the word grace You know, I was like, well, God, I don't deserve grace. You know, I mean, I knew what I was doing, and I did it, and all these things, and there was a pause, and he just said, well, that's the point of it, isn't it? (laughs) You know, and uh, I started laughing, and, and, you know, he hit his point home with that. You know, and so for me, he, he can be comical at times, but it's, you know, it's always very poignant. You know, we talked before the show, you know, God's the creator of words. He doesn't need, you know, a whole lot of them to get his point across.
2: And I noticed in the one you just shared, it was a question. And I would say roughly half the time when I've really known that was God and felt his presence, it's not been an answer. It's been a question.
1: Very good point.
0: And when I, I, yeah. when I think about it, and I was thinking about this since we talked about it, what the longest you know conversation I had in John Eldridge says in many of his you know, talks and his podcasts, et cetera, that it's really critical to ask the second question. In other words, God throws something out there. Like when I heard my new name originally, what I heard was faithful, which was actually quite disappointing to me. <laughs> I felt like that dog that was looking up the water there. A minute. I like, mean, some old dog faithful or something like that. And I actually said that to God. And he said there, he threw out a pretty good list at me. He said, Robbie, who's the one that stuck by both his parents when they were divorced? Who's the one that's never broken up with a girlfriend? Who's the one that's never quit a job? Who's the one that's never walked out on a front? You know, you, you, do you get it? And and so there were several words there as he he must have, you know, realized that I'm thicker-headed than j- Sam. <laughs> yeah, that's
1: <laughs> yeah, what I was going to say. It probably took yeah, you longer yeah. to get it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But you know, that's
0: that's kind of the thing. But you know, a lot of us um, and, and and I've heard people say before, Well, I never hear from God, I never hear from God. Well in the book of Eli, um they're talking about a book, and the book that they're talking about is the Bible. And many of us here, while we're reading scripture and never discount that it's amazing to me as I'm actually looking at the scripture, God is speaking to my heart and i'm seeing seeing things there but as we listen to this clip from the book of eli there are some other things to glean from what eli's experience is which by the way this is just an awesome movie if you ever have a chance to see it but go ahead sam i mean uh howard
3: do you really
1: read the same book every day no fail what did you mean when you said it's not just any book
3: after the war people made it their business to find and destroy any that the fires didn't get already. Some people said this was the reason for the war in the first place. Anyway, it's the only one that survived. How'd you get it? One day, I heard a voice. It's hard to explain, but it was like it... like it was coming from inside him. But I could hear it as, as clear as I could hear you talking to me now.
0: What did this voice say?
3: It led me to a place where I found the book buried under some rubble. The voice told me to carry the book out west. It told me that a path would be laid out for me, that I'd be ...led to a place where the book was safe... ...told me that I'd be protected... ...against anyone or anything that stood in my path. I've been walking ever since.
1: And you did all that because a voice in your head told you to?
3: Yes, I did. I know what I heard. I know what I hear. I know I'm not crazy. And I know I would have never made it without help. What's that? One question too many.
0: (laughs) 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 Sam, uh, we were talking before the show. You talked about how you hear in your chest. Could you share that with our listeners? I think it's, it's, it's wonderful and speaks to what he was talking about.
1: You know, for me, Robbie... And, and he says a little bit in that, you know, I, I hear God audibly, but it's not from external. It, it's from almost I describe it as from my heart, kind of radiating up to my ears. You know, I do hear audibly like he talks about, but it's it's not external. You know, and it just you just know it's such a true voice. It, it, it's hard to explain until you experience it, but it is very very easy to hear and know that that's God.
0: And why would you say that that's a pillar, something that you really rest on?
1: Well, for me, I would say, you know, when you look scripturally, the only ones that kind of made it through things were the ones that relied on that relationship with God. You know, life continued to come out of all those people. Paul, you know, name, name any of them, any of the disciples for sure, but Abraham had his challenges. Moses had his challenges. Without that connection and that anchor to God, there's no way they would have got through those things.
0: And Jim, how how would you call it a pillar? I want to agree with Sam.
2: And one of the important things about that is looking at the examples, and as we put it earlier, those are examples, not exceptions in the Bible. These aren't giants of the faith these are just men like you and me and women that listened to God's voice and responded in obedience how critical is that it's everything if we aren't responding to God's voice and we're ignoring him he stops talking God doesn't waste words and it's a pillar because, in fact, if there is one pillar, I want to actually make it a spire. That's what, <laughs> that's what take, is built on all the pillars to bring us to the point of communion with God.
0: I love that. I love that. And I, I, I know of instances, and I don't have the time to share it now, where God spoke something into a situation that literally was what we call a broken arrow where the enemy has overrun our position. I'm totally overwhelmed. I don't know what else to do. I reach out and I ask for God and he comes and gives me a word that puts it into perspective and takes all the weight off. It's like 20 zillion tons can come off your shoulders in a, in a, in a second when God speaks into one of those situations where the enemy has overrun your position. And again, we, uh, are so blessed to be able to share this message with you today. As you can tell, we've got another boot camp coming up April 12th through the 15th. It's already there. We're going to register 70 people this time. So go to MasculineJourneyRadio.org. We would love for you to register. Love to share the fellowship, wouldn't we, Jim, of having Absolutely. all these guys at this next boot camp coming up in April.
1: And if you want to hear what's going on at night, you need Cabin 6. <laughs>